0: Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. Welcome. This is Critical Thinking. My name is Michelle. go With me here is Zil. Hello, Zil. Welcome. Hi Michelle. Good evening. Good evening to you. Is it me or this in Lagos? Yes,
1: I'm good. We welcome the yes, Hamatan. What are you it say? has it has come to commiserate with Nigerians. It knows our people election. are suffering. Oh man! Even the sun is like, ah, these people are suffering. They are queuing for fuel. They yeah. are queuing for TV They are queuing for money. They, ah, let the sun calm down. Let's pity them small. So yeah. Hamata came to cool everywhere down, I hope so that so. we're not angry.
0: And we vote right, Abi, so that the sun will not shift our thinking. Uh, no, if you vote out of anger, I don't know if the outcome will be good or bad, but I think people deserve to vote with I their right to stay
1: small, please.
0: <laughs> we it's have like to go on month. a quick break. We have to go on a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Critical Thinking on Lagos Talks 91.3. Welcome back. It's Critical Thinking on Lagos Talks 91.3. Michelle here, and so is Zeal. Zill, we are going to think critically today. We were not here last week, so we, we will make up for lost time. But remember that you are listening can join the conversation, okay? Don't be a stranger. You can tweet at LagosTalks913 or call the phone lines 0809-1913-913, 809 913 809 And of course, um, you can send us a message on WhatsApp, 0809. 08- uh, sorry, zero one five one five right. Yeah. Yes, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here.
1: Yeah. So, I want to talk about... I don't even know what I want to talk about. But I want to string a lot of things we've spoken about previously, starting from education. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to string a lot of things it's together. it
0: been such a long time we discussed yes. education yes. on the show. The difference show. between education and schooling, School, right? That, yes, that's yes, a yes, classic...
1: Yes, and I keep seeing people make the mistake over and over again, and I'm like, need to, we need to plaster this on billboards. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, we go out and we learn. We, we learn a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, you can't learn everything, but the things you learn. At, at a young age, we're supposed to learn the fundamentals of learning how to learn. Mm. So that when it's time to learn, you know what to do. If you need to learn about geophysics, you know what to do. You know how to ask probing questions. You know how to distill information. You see something, you read something. Because you're educated, I don't need to verify. I can tell this is a lie. You know, Like the other day, for example, I'll digress a bit. Somebody said that we printed 70 million notes. Mm. And he came to a 126 billion naira, And I looked at it, and I laughed and said, it's a lie. And he said, how can you just know it's a lie? I said, because it's 70 million notes. The maximum note in Nigeria is 1,000. 70 million times 1,000 is 70 billion. You can't print 70 million notes and get more than... So that's what education does. It helps you distill stuff and filter. So for instance, I mean there are some people that listen to me that really like me. Some Mm -hmm. don't, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody had a problem, had maybe had a problem with his career or with his relationship and said, I need advice and I need to either call um, Zeal or call the vulcanizer by the side of the road or call the lady that sells tomatoes, I'm just using random people, yeah? And so which of these three will you call for advice on your career or relationship? The people that like me would likely say I'll call Zeal. They don't know if I know it, but some have heard me and said, you know what, the probability that Zeal would have a better perspective or idea than a random person is higher. doesn't mean I know more than them, but just from a probability perspective. So you're able to distill like that. However, if you are told you needed surgery and they tell you, okay, there's this surgeon he's done surgery for two years in Luth Mm. or zeal that you like. Who should do the surgery? Anybody that picks me, I will refer the person to a psychiatric home. Now, you may not know the surgeon in Luth, but you know zeal. You've known zeal for 20, 30 years and the longer you've known zeal, the more you know I will not give zeal a scapula to tear my stomach open for any <laughs> reason. Okay? So it's not so much about whether you know me or like me. In some instances, it's purely that. So if someone says pick three people randomly, Joe Blogs, Dinosaur, or Zeal, and you may just think, I know Zeal. I don't know what I'm picking them for, but I'll pick Zeal. So sometimes the fact that you know somebody means you'll pick the person. Sometimes when it comes to a specialized circumstance, the fact that you know somebody means you will not pick the person because I know this person does not have what it takes to do this. In those specialized circumstances, what informs your decision is much more than who you know. It's your assessment of the problem. So if I need um, heart surgery, and I know a doctor who's done heart surgery for five years, or rather I know of a doctor, I hear of a doctor that's done heart surgery for five years, and I hear of a vet that's practiced for 30 years. I will not pick the vet. The vet is more experienced. But because I have an understanding of the specialty of my condition, I will take a risk with somebody who has some understanding of that condition. Not a generalist. Mm-hmm. No. And we learn how to take these decisions, not just by, or rather, we learn to take these decisions by assessing two things the qualifications of who I need to pick, but more importantly, the circumstance I'm dealing with. So, for example, if we're going into, uh, let's say, war, mm-hmm. for example, we're going into, we're going to fight a battle or whatever. And you have the option of picking somebody in the army or your pastor. Now, you've known your pastor for 20 years. I don't know this army man
0: from anywhere, From
1: anywhere, but army man has gun. Army man has battalion. Army man has jeep. Barracks. Army man has barracks. And we're going to fight. Pastor has Bible and can preach peace. But we're going to fight people that have matches and they are angry, and they don't speak English, and pastor speaks English, who would I pick for protection? Now, some people will pick the pastor, like I said, the same way if anybody picks me to do their surgery, I know where I'll refer you to. People that pick the pastor, that's their problem, but from a probability perspective, if you're going there to fight, you would likely pick somebody that can fight, <laughs> right? Now, if you're going to negotiate for peace, and these people have said, you know what, we understand there's a misunderstanding. Come, let's talk about it. Let's have dinner. Let's talk about Mm it. In that circumstance, would I go with a pastor or would I go with the army man?
0: If I'm going to make peace, I will go with a pastor who will preach peace. Exactly. The
1: same group of people, but a different assessment of the circumstance changes your approach. If you're going to negotiate peace and I show up with guns and army not likely I will live with peace. Mm -hmm. But if I go with the past, but if you think the peace is a trick, so the ability to properly assess a circumstance is a very difficult one. It requires a very high degree of education, the ability to see through things, distill information, process information, put things in a logical sequence, and then take an informed decision. That's the process that's required. That's the process that we're going through right now. We're going to go for elections next week. And how many weeks after? I think another three weeks after that or something like that. Yeah. Many people are going to vote for who they like. Many people are going to vote for somebody from their ethnic group. Many people are going to vote for someone from their religion. But the question is not who are you going to vote for. The question is what is your informed assessment of the problem you want these people to solve?
0: Mm. So are you saying it starts from understanding the problem Yes, at
1: that's hands? that's it. You see, we this is going to sound very upsetting to some people, so I'm telling you up front. When I tell people that... It's like going for a job interview. When I was in the bank, we were trained on how to interview people, how to identify the skills that are required. I'm not employing you because I like you. Many times at an interview, the best performing person is not the person we'll take. You know why? Because the skill we require is different. Sometimes you we want to grow a portfolio and that portfolio is a very, very intensely competitive portfolio with other banks. And so we want somebody that's very well connected in the market. And has an aggressive nature. And at the interview, you see this person well connected in the market, but very calm, no, not the aggressive type, very amiable person, best performing person at the interview. But I won't employ him because I need some aggression and you don't you haven't shown it. Now, if on the other hand I'm having issues with staff and I need a HR manager to make to keep staff calm and appease them then I'm not going to employ an aggressive person. The aggressive person may be the most qualified, but he's not the best suited for the job. So I'd apply somebody else. So we were taught that sometimes it's not just about being the best at the interview. It's about what are you looking for. You need to first assess what is the issue I'm trying to solve. So if both of us assess the same issues differently, so for example, this war, I assess the tone of the chief that was supposed to be fighting that, look, I think this guy wants peace. He does not sound like he wants to fight. He has three wives. His children are very young. I don't think he wants to fight. And you say, no, he's the one that wiped out that village three years ago. This man does not know any peace. We have to go and fight. Two of us, will go in different approaches to the same meeting simply because our assessment is different. Is your assessment correct or wrong? I don't know.
0: Do you think we've taken the time to assess or people have moved, have been moving with who so, they like or exactly. moving for who they like so or our, who might be more appealing? So this is why
1: I started by talking about why, why this starts from education. If you're ill-educated, then the ability to distill and take this type of decisions is impaired. And when that's impaired, you will decide based on how you feel. It becomes... An emotional discussion; it becomes an emotional decision instead of a rational one. And it's not just in Nigeria; it's a lot of places. Elections are really, really emotional, so and that's why they bring up a lot of uh, dirt on everybody. Mm. And so you feel I can't be associated with this um, crooked person. I know Trump did it to Hillary, crooked Hillary, and that phrase has stuck. How many years after, you know? So it it is emotional, but if you take your decisions, and we've discussed this, how emotions are derived. If you take your decisions emotionally, then you're almost never going to take a rational decision. Because they're, they're kind of counterproductive, both of them. Or rather contradictory. So, yeah. So, what the issue I ask people, when, I, when people ask me who I voted, I said that's not the question. The question should be, what's your assessment of Nigeria's problems? When you've properly assessed the problems, if both of us assess the problems in the same way, we will pick the same person to fix it. As long as everybody contesting has a different characteristic. If we don't assess them the same way, then we will not pick them the same. So, for example, I'm getting a football team and I have Ronaldo and Messi in the team and you tell me to pick one of them as a goalkeeper. It's not going to happen. And I say, but Zill, and you ask me, Zill, between... If you ask me the question of Zil, between Messi and Ronaldo, who do you think would be a better goalkeeper? You see that question? It's, it's, it's what you call a biased question. It's a, what do you guys call it in a journalism, a, a leading question. You're not asking me if any of them should keep. You're asking me to compare both their capabilities to do something that both of them are bad at. So I will pick the least worst. I'll say, I've seen Messi in the post. He's not that bad. He's better than Ronaldo in the post. But if you ask me a different question, a different one say, Do you think any of these two should be in the post? My answer is no. So if you ask me in elections, which of these do you think is best? I've already lost. Because at the stage I should be choosing is the stage the party takes that decision away from me. That the primaries. Because by the time you've told me, Zil, between Ronaldo and Messi, pick one goalkeeper, I've already lost. Because I'm going to lose a very valuable attacker and put in the post where he's not going to be very valuable. Do
0: Do you think people are making their decisions because they don't want to vote for a certain person? They don't want to so, vote for this tribe because not because the person, not, not because they are thinking without emotions, like he said, but because they don't want this set of people. Did you say, like he said? Like you said. <laughs> like you okay. said. I, I, call, I speak to you in third person. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so. so
1: in my experience, what I've realized about us Nigerians, I can't tell I can't pinpoint why, but I think it has to do with environmental trauma. <clears throat> Over the years that we've all been subjected to. We're very good at pointing out what we don't want. We're extremely terrible at picking what we want. So because we've been loaded with a lot of rubbish as Nigerians over generations, we're very good at filtering rubbish. You come to Nigeria with rubbish, he sees it, this is rubbish, this is rubbish, this is rubbish. He does not know what he wants, but he will identify all the rubbish. So, you, you go and have a random discussion with someone and say, you know what? I want to start a new business of selling pure water. And the average Nigerian is not going to tell you, oh, pure water is really hot in Lagos and humid. You make it. He's going to give you all the reasons why you should not do it. Oh, there are so many pure water makers. Uh Uh-uh. Where will you get generator from? You know, there's petrol scarcity now. Ah, people will fake it. Will you get NAFDAC approval? You know, and we're good at spotting those things. Now, the thing is, when you're very good at taking decisions by knowing what you don't want, you're going to have a very blind rush to eliminating stuff. When you take decisions by building what you want, there's a very consensuous effort to finding it. So, you see it in relationships. Oh, I don't want a guy that is this. I don't want a girl that is that. I don't, Yeah, fine. I know what you don't want. Tell me what you want. It becomes much harder for us as Nigerians. So, a lot of us. It happened in 2015. I believe that a lot of votes in 2015 for President Buhari were protest votes. Mm. They, we did not want status quo. It was called change. We were not voting for change. It was sold to us as change. But again, because our education is not as solid as it should be, we didn't know the difference between change and something different. We thought we were voting for change. We were just voting for something different. We from just the really something party. new. So, uh, something else. And the politicians anything saw but this. You. Basically, anything but PDP. And the politicians saw this and so they are frustrated with PDP. But there's nothing else, there's nothing to pick. So, if they eliminate PDP, all the votes will be fragmented between CPC, AD, APGA, and all that. So, a lot of parties said, you know what, let's come together. When they look away from PDP, they'll see us. And then they formed APC. And that's exactly what happened. In 2023, guess what? Nigerians are largely, I mean, a lot of Nigerians are not happy with APC over the last eight years? A lot. Not all. Some are satisfied, but a lot are not. And people don't want to go back to PDP. Either. So give us something that's... And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I'm just saying, if you're building something, you would... The person who wants to build a house and the person who wants to rent a house, they start at different timelines. The person who needs to move into a house January 2026 and wants to build will be very busy now looking for land looking for a developer looking for an architect now he will be busy the person who plans to rent a house by 2026 will be idle for the next two years and to have no impact so whether you want to build or rent or buy the, the, uh, the approach is very different but the issue is What do you assess the problem to be? Is your problem, I need a house. I just need somewhere to live. Or is your problem, I need to own a house. Those two mindsets will look for different resources. The person looking to rent is not going to look for the same type of resource as the person looking to build. He's not going to spend the same amount of time. He's not going to put the same amount of energy. The person looking to rent can delegate. The person looking to build will not. So, different approaches simply because you either have different issues or you've assessed the problem differently. So, if I go to Borno State, uh, where Boko Haram's Wahala is the most, and I'm trying to make them happy, I'm going to be talking to them about securing their lives and property. Mm-hmm. If I come to Lagos, I'm going to be talking to them about booming business. If I go to some hinterlands, maybe I go to um Equity State, for example, I may be talking to them about how I will improve farming processes and provide seedlings and provide fertilizer. You, uh, maybe I'll do that in Borno and Middle Belt as well. And so the headsman issue, I'm going to deal with it. If I go to the Niger Delta, I'm going to be talking about the pollution. So different parts of the country have different immediate needs. And each of them is going to assess the problem differently. But one thing that all of us do that I think is, there's a poll that will come out tomorrow, the results will come out tomorrow, a poll done by Enough is Enough and SBM Intelligence. And I think one of the most, they've given a snapshot already, one of the most important things in the poll that they've done is they asked people which of the elections is um, are they most interested in participating in. And let me see. Okay, I have the result here. Okay. Guess what? 100% of the people that were asked, what is the question? Yeah. Okay. 100% of those asked, their interest level in the presidential election was, well, guess what? 100%. Mm.
0: What were the options?
1: Then the interest level in the governorship was 34%. And the interest level in Senate was 19 Interest level in House of Reps was 16. Interest level in the State House of Assembly was 14. Mm. And so you, you would see that this in itself explains to me why the issues in Nigeria don't get solved. We're not interested in solving them. Because we've all assessed that the solutions sit in the presidency. And they do not. A lot of the problems a lot of the solutions sit in the national assembly and the state house of assembly and the gubernatorial elections but as you can see our interest in those i mean i've asked my friends randomly okay those of us in on the island in the and local government who's the who's your rep in the house of in the in the house of reps who's the representative Who's the senator representing you? Well, the senator representing us is fairly easy, but who's the one running now? Many don't know. Who's your representative in the State House of Assembly? Many don't know. But people will tell you, the very some types of people will tell you, Brazil, the fish rot from the head. I'm like, that adage is old. It's stale, right? Eighty I believe that 80% of our lives are around and controlled by the state and local government because 80% of all the healthcare care issues in Nigeria, research has shown this, can be dealt with at the primary healthcare care centers, mm-hmm. which is not federal. Education, the foundation of education is done at the primary level, which is not federal. That's local government. Secondary, state government. Uh, all the taxes you pay are to the State government. Everything you pay regarding land, land use charge, state government, your waste bill, state government, television license, state government, pay as you, your payee, state government. Most of the roads you drive on are state or local government. Awolo Road is not a federal road, Body is not a federal road, Lekikoi Bridge is not a federal road. So you find that a lot of our lives revolve around the state and local government, and yet we show no interest in those who represent us in the local government in the state house of representatives in the federal house of Representatives the senate and then we all jump into the presidency and say yes that's a, i mean the economy is hard and that's a federal issue so we all feel it right now but when your streets get flooded it's not the federal government drainage and waste is not the federal government when you go and drive over the lagoon and there's so much dirt and all that it's not the federal government is there any federal hospital other than Luth? There isn't. If you are sick and you go to any hospital, it's your kids in school in Lagos is the state government that licenses the schools. There's no federal primary school. There's no federal secondary school apart from King's College and maybe King and Queens, of course. Yes. So a lot of us miss it in thinking, let's just... Do the I mean, I've listened to your jingles. I have not heard one jingle for a senator or a representative, state or federal. I've not heard any anywhere. And the politicians know that we're gullible enough to ride on the presidential. And we have a head mentality. And so whoever wins the presidential will likely just flow down. And that is, in my opinion, one of the biggest deceptions that, we were t- that was thrown at us when the EINEC Act was amended. And the presidential was put first. Now, why did they have to change the sequence? Because they know we don't care about all the others. So put the one they care about. Whoever wins that one, they will just flow down. So you see a lot of energy expended on who the next president will be. Not as much on any other p- elected position. Even the governor of Lagos State. There are not that many jingles for gubernatorial Um, In Lagos, I only know of three people running for governor. And I'm sure there are much more. I've only seen the presence of three. For the federal house of reps, I've only seen activity from one. I bumped into activity from the other a few days ago, and I just bumped into it randomly. You know, so as a people, we are not educated enough to understand what it means to participate in a democracy we are not educated enough to assess what's the issue so I'll give an example there are many people we
0: could could, we'll take that example but we have to go on a quick break Okay, you're listening to Critical Thinking this is Lagos Talks 91.3 my name is Michelle and with me here is Zil stay with us Welcome back. Critical thinking here on Lagos Talks 91.3. You're going to give an example before the break. I wonder if you can... I, look at the look Michel, on your face. If I, if I, if like, I, if where if I, am I, I supposed <laughs> to find that example from? I
1: don't remember what I was saying. But, but I think I've, I've made the, the crucial point that as a people we need to s- develop ourselves to understand what it means to partake in a democracy, what it mm. means to select from ground up, from top down. Do you down. think
0: we're lazy? Do you think it's laziness? Do you think we're docile? To be honest... Because, I mean, the inch. what is the I problem?
1: I never use the word lazy when it comes to Nigerians. No. I'll find any other adjective. Lazy? No. As a group, we're not lazy. We're very hardworking people. The issue is the person who wakes up at 4 a.m. with a hoe and a cutlass and spends... 14 hours every day in the farm is very hard working. The person who spends t- three hours a week with a tractor is not as hard working, but he's more productive. We're very hardworking, we're not very productive. Right? That's that's one of our issues. We're also very docile. Um, we're very um hopeful. And that hope so one our resilience, what allows us bounce back from great trauma and tragedy is a very important quality we have but it's also in my opinion the quality holding us back Mm. because we will bounce back we don't fight for the things we should fight for a lot of countries that have gone through less than half of what we're going through have revolted but we just kind of people wake up at 2 a.m i saw a video of somebody driving around at 2 a.m and atms were full people are sleeping there in some countries, it's not going to happen. I remember not too long ago, if you remember, um, in the UK, there um, was uh, a Quateng made one policy error. One. Policy error did not last a week. He lost his job. He didn't just lose his job. The whole the government collapsed. Liz Truss had to resign. One policy error that affected, that was potentially, potentially, going to affect everybody badly. Now, what is the consequence of our policy errors on this change of currency? Nothing. And so we live in a society where consequence management is zero. There is no reward for people that do good. There is no punishment for people that do wrong. And that is the classic definition of anarchy. Well, so we will say we are lawless. And I say we are not really lawless. The issue is that if I drive one way, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. If I go and pee in the gutter, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. So where you have a society where there is no rule of law, where anybody can do anything and say anything and get away with it, it's 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 um it does not breed for what's the word productivity. so it's not that we're lazy; it's just that we don't. I think to a large extent we are arrogant in ignorance. We don't know, and we think not knowing is something to be proud of. And so we don't seek to know. A democracy is a very, very specialized form of governance, and the foundation of a democracy is a strong education. And the education is not to enhance the democracy beyond enhancing your understanding of issues so that you can demand of government your due. Government officials are the employees of the people. But we don't behave that way. They behave like our gods. You know? So you need some level of education to confront the issue. And you need some level of, unfortunately, because of our ill education and the rampant poverty, we don't have the foundational knowledge to fight it. And we don't have the stomach infrastructure to withstand the consequence when we fight it. And so it is in the interest of the politicians to make sure that education does not improve and poverty does not improve. Because if I can withstand the consequence of standing up to government and saying, I don't care what you do, what's the worst that you will do? I can withstand it. The more people that can do that, the more the government backs down and then becomes a government for the people. Now we have a government for the politicians. and It's, it's not how it should be. So when we go and vote next week, Saturday... And you, c- you can check the data on INEX website. The highest turnout is always at the presidential. The highest turnout should be at the local government level. But I tell you, local governments in Lagos State at least are 1 by 6,000 votes. Some are 1 by 6,000. That's it. That's possibly the population of 1,004, not even VI. You know? So we, we don't understand what it takes to build a nation, to build a democracy. So everybody's going to go out. I think the turnout for next Saturday's election will be very high, the presidential. I think it will be very high turnout. That's what I believe. I may be wrong, but that's what I believe. And I think all the elections after that will just dwindle because we don't understand what it takes to build what we want. We just know what we don't want, and we're happy to eliminate it. And then when you eliminate it, whatever is left is what
0: is acceptable. Yes. Let's take some calls now. You can join the conversation. Very interesting, interesting. All right. Phone lines are 0809 1913913. 08092220913. Zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Of course you can tweet at Lagos Talks 913. That is Lagos Talks 913. You can use the hashtag critical thinking 913 or send us a message on WhatsApp zero eight zero All right, let's read some messages here. I have this one from Francis from Canada. It's saying, "Hello Michelle, the online platform is wobbly." Is what? (laughs) Wobbly. We have not seen the recent podcasts on Spotify too. Please try and upload them. Oh, what's going on today with the online app? We're so sorry about that. Obi here is saying, the ability to evaluate information and circumstances to make an informed decision and action, paraphrasing what you said, that's intelligence. Walk-o, the kind walk CIA, MI5 (laughs) and cool perform. Most regular people are hardly inclined to do such stress. We still vote according to ethnic persuasions because we are essentially still in a feudal-style society. That's coming from Ubi All right, another message here um, from Jaja. It's quite long, so we'll take a phone call instead. Lagos Talks. Good evening.
1: Hello, Michelle. Welcome. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Jill.
2: Good evening. Uh, my
1: name is My name is Val. Hi, Val. Good evening. Long time.
2: Uh, yeah. so long time. Um, a great, great topic. Like you asked a question, um, what do we think the problem is, and how do we go about solving it? Like, for myself, the angle I'm coming from is that I feel our own problem boils down to education and its educational and economic connection. So, for me, I'm not looking at a desire, but I'm looking at somebody that will come back to lay the foundation that we will build upon again in order to have a better desire later. So. If it's educational and economic, then I look out for who will actually fulfill that purpose for me. And the person I have identified, I'm not going for um, old stock or I'm not going for the current whatever. I need a person that will come back and reform or reshape the foundation. And you talked about the house of assembly. It is key. That one is also key. But a lion leading a flock of sheep, when the position of the lion is understood by the sheep, they all fall in line. So it boils down to the kind of person that will come at the center. In the is what is caused by office.
0: all right, thank you. Yeah, please uh, remember to keep it as brief as possible because we have to take yeah. other calls. Lagos talks, good evening.
3: My My name Michelle and My name is
0: Hello, join the Hi. conversation. Good evening.
3: Um, okay, I agree with Jill 100% when he says that, uh, his point on his point about education. I believe that the reason we've not been able to make informed political decisions in this country. 90% because we are largely uneducated and semi-literate. And the more educated we are, the more informed decisions you can make. But I would like to ask you a question, Gil. Have you ever turned out to vote in a local government election?
1: Me personally, just once. <laughs> okay,
3: well, what did you think about the process? I ask because I, I actually came out in the last local government election. And it looked like the state government wanted to spice people not to vote.
1: So that was my experience as well.
3: Materials don't come in on time in most of the polling units. In in fact, materials don't come at all. Then, in most of the polling units, they move it into political strongholds. If you go there, you see cows all over hanging around with machete arms. You know, So it's like state capture. So, this is why people are more interested in stay in higher levels of government elections, so that you can get at least someone who can, you know, make, make these processes a lot more better. You understand what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, but the only reason they get away with that is because they know the critical mass of people coming out is not enough. They dare not do that at the gubernatorial or the presidential elections. Because each polling unit for the president for the poll, each polling unit has five hundred voters, so for yeah. you to overcome five hundred people voting, you, you you can't do that across. Do you understand? But they know that what would happen is that each polling unit there will be only ten or fifteen or twenty people that will show up, and then you can intimidate them. If more people went out, it would be much more difficult to do that. That's the issue, and so they if, know it.
3: If more people go out, how are they going to vote? Because there are no materials anywhere. Well, then the, I yeah, no, I, no,
1: so, you don't it's understand it's what it's I, I agree little. with you 100%. But you see, yeah. if next week, Saturday, a poll, one polling center does not have materials, you are going to see a lot of outcry on social media. It's going to be a big deal.
3: Yeah.
1: That's my point because a lot of people will go out. But if, if, you, if three people go to one polling unit and there is no material for local government election, they'll probably just go home and you will never even hear of it.
0: So, so it starts with the interest
1: why to go out. Yes.
3: have more people turn out, for example, in a, in a, a state gu- gu- gubernatorial election to to vote the best person for the job? Because it takes a determined governor to ensure that these things are not the way they are.
1: All right, yeah, thank you. Is, I, mean, I mean, one question I've always wondered, and I've posed it to my Maybe I should do it again. Okay, they can't do anything because it's in the law. Why can't we vote everything on the same day? Mm. It's to press my finger, right? Why can't I vote for the president, the governor, state house of reps, federal house of reps, and senator on the same day? Mm. Why not? Why not? Why not? It will save save logistics. Why can't I just come one day, press my finger on five different these things, and Um, go? Why not? Mm. Why not?
0: We have to go... It is time for us to pack our bags and wrap it up here for today. We'll be back next week, Thursday, on critical thinking. But first, remember you can follow Zeal on social media and Twitter, especially at Zeal underscore A. That is at Zeal underscore A, and you can buy his book. It is Time at Robin Heights. Um, I think they have an app that you can, can order from website.
1: Website. I don't know. About, I don't know if they have an app. I don't know if they have an app, but I know they have a website. Uh, www rhbooks.com.ng the book is It Is Time
0: yeah so check it out it's a very very good read we'll be back next week Thursday but before then remember to get ready to vote (laughs) my name is Michelle stay with us